Dum dum dum. Dum 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 dum. Dum dum. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Westeros. My name is Derek. My name is Eleanor. Today we are going over episode seven, just doing a laid back, very chill spoiler discussion. We're just going to have a conversation with each other, with you guys. So feel free to chime in in the comments below. This is a full on spoiler warning. So if you haven't seen the episode, get out of here. And if you have, then, well, thank you for joining us and let's get into it. Uh, Eleanor, you said that there was some issues with pacing or at least some people online said that there was some issues with pacing and I wanted to quickly just address that kind of so I I personally thought that there was a little bit if I'm if I'm nitpicking to be honest um of a pacing issue just with one scene really and that's the the sex scene between Daenerys not Daenerys Rhaenyra and Damon. And I thought it just kind of dragged a little bit. It wasn't super grotesque. It wasn't super degrading or vulgar, explicit, any of that by any means. So I did appreciate that. There was nothing about the scene that offended me or made me mad. I just thought that the way it was going um, a little slow, I thought they were going to have some sort of realization by the end of the scene. Like, oh, Rhaenyra is actually playing Damon or vice versa. I thought maybe she was reaching into his pockets or something, but there was never really any clear-cut realization by any means. So other than that, that's really my biggest nitpick with this episode. I I, I loved this episode and this show overall. I was really relieved that we didn't have to go through another time jump, even though I didn't mind the time jumps. Uh, I'm, I'm pleased now to know, like, okay... So even if there was a minor time jump in the be- in the beginning of this episode, it's not years, you know. It's like a weekend or something. And so I I do uh, I am excited to see next week the same characters pretty much in the same places as we saw them by the end of this episode. And we did get that funeral scene where uh, everybody's coming together, House Valerion the house targaryens all three different factions of them and everybody's coming together and you can see you said it while we were watching the episode you said you can see so much and feel so much tension and different emotions and thoughts just by the looks on these characters faces and without any words just looking at them yeah definitely you can see in everyone's faces who is allies who is enemies and you can kind of see like Viserys, for example, he's in a rock and a hard place because he either has to support his queen and make her feel powerful and be respected, or he has to stand up for his daughter, who he loves more than anything, and he wants to protect her. And he doesn't want to believe these rumors that her children are probably not Lenors. Right. Yeah, he, I, I almost felt bad for him when he's starting to yell at everybody. He's just like, everybody, stop this nonsense or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of felt bad for him because, yeah, it's spiraling out of control. Especially when he's like, and, we're a family. Yeah. And everyone just kind of looks at the ground like, oh, shit, we are a family. It almost g- gave me a Breaking Bad vibe when Walter um, and Walter Jr. and I can't remember his wife's name. Skyler. It's Skylar. Uh, they get into a fight in the hallway with, and there's a knife involved. And Walt gets up and he's like what are you guys doing crazy? We're a family. And you just look around and you just see all this blood 
and this hatred and anger and spite in everybody's faces. And uh, same thing rang true here. I did like the different traditions that House Valerion had for their funeral proceedings. We've gotten right. to see different religions throughout Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon with all the different houses, whether it's the north, the south, east, west, north of the wall, south of the wall. And that includes different funerals, different wedding proceedings. I really loved it. I loved it because it also reminded me of a traditional burial at sea. If anyone's a fan of Shipwreck Sunday, you know we love ships here. So it's like when you bury somebody at sea, you say something well, dump them over the side of the ship, and that's where they're entombed. So the fact that she was just kind of dumped over the side of the cliff after they said their words to her, it was like they are sending her to the sea, and that's what their culture is about. They are so involved with the ocean and shipping. And you see Sir Laris Strong is there after just freshly murdering his dad and his brother. I didn't think his oh, dad I was actually going to so die. so much for him. If oh, you yeah. couldn't tell, that was heavy sarcasm. The new Lord of Harrenhal, right? Yes. And, um, and then we saw that Otto is back because of that. So Otto is probably not too torn up about the situation. I do love seeing Otto back just because I'm a fan of the actor. But uh, you know he's going to be up to no good. And little pompous shit Aegon Targaryen. Allison's oh oldest just Getting rolling drunk his at eyes. A funeral. Well, no, no. Before that, he was rolling his eyes and sighing at the fact that he had to be at basically one of his family members' funerals. Like, oh, right. great, one of my family members died. Oh, this is getting away from my drinking time. This really cuts into me getting shit on the freaking side of the goddamn building. Uh, building out of the window. And Allison's like, get dressed. Like, that's the most subtle, that's weird, knock that shit off I've ever read. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Aegon. We saw that he got too drunk later, and Otto put him to bed. And at first I thought Otto was actually, hey, he's being a responsible granddad. But you know it's just to protect his, his image, his image, right? Aegon's image. Because in Otto's eyes, Aegon is going to be the future king. And he's right. just stirring this pot between Alicent and Rhaenyra. And now that we've seen these older actors for a couple of episodes, we really see how their friendship, in a lot of the same ways, if any of you have seen Smallville, Clark Kent and Lex Luthor started out as best friends. And through years of lies, secrets, and manipulation, they ended up becoming worst enemies, and they were such bad enemies because they their friendship friends. was so strong. There's nothing that breeds strong, pure hatred like a former love. And the same thing rings true for Rhaenyra and Alicent, because I think deep down both of them still have a kindred love, like a sibling love for each other. But because of their political stances and because of their mistakes and their sins, there's just no going back from this point, especially between them, especially to where we get later in the episode. But then we go to the youngest son of Alicent, Aemond Targaryen, right? Yes. And this is on, uh, he's, he's going to talk to Damon's wife's dragon, Vagar, the biggest, the baddest. He's and so cool. I hope we get to see him more. Oh, I think we will. And I, he you know, up to this... It kind of reminds me of that dragon from the never-ending story, if you've ever seen that movie. I have not, but... Oh my god, you need to see that movie. Everyone in the comments, tell Derek he needs to see that movie. Aemond, to me, up to this episode, seemed more like a Tommen, more timid, more shy, quiet, and semi-sweet, whereas Aegon right. has seemed more like Joffrey. a Joffrey. Right. 
So when he's walking up to this dragon, I'm thinking, oh man, he probably just wants to see a dragon because dragons are so cool, you know. He want, I mean, he's been around dragons all his life, but he, you know, this one is in mourning, biggest. and this one doesn't have a rider currently. So, and but I'm thinking this dragon's gonna eat him because sure he's Targaryen, but this dragon is in mourning, and it's also loyal to House Valerion. So I thought any chance and the tension for me at least you know maybe you guys just saw it coming but i i personally was just like holy shit this guy's gonna die he's gonna get bitten in half and that's gonna start even more conflict between house valerion and alicent or rhaenyra whoever but we get the flying scene and he's hanging on for dear life we're thinking this kid is so stupid the dragon was jerking his ass around so hard going straight up and then going straight down flying super fast going above water he's a big dragon oh my god i love him so much he looks so huge until he starts doing some evil shit for uh this little pompous shit because as soon as he lands and uh, the children of damon and lena reyna and bela uh they notice hey someone stole our mom's dragon now to me i thought only like maybe 12 hours had gone by because it seemed pretty fresh but once they find out like hey this is kind of our family member like wouldn't it be their cousin when your own cousin is stealing your dragon who belonged to your mom who died not even however long ago in the middle of the night and your family like and you're then stealing you're like, from your family. And I then, was sworn to take that dragon. He's like, well, you should have claimed it. Like, and, excuse me, my mom just fucking died. <laughs> right. And then this huge fight breaks out. And you know, this is not going to end well for anybody. And as soon as he picks up that rock. I thought Lucerus was going to die. Well, he was going to. And that as soon as he picks up that rock and he's going to start swinging around. Yeah, that's it's going to be pretty quick till you got some dead kids hanging around, laying around. And I was uh, surprised that finally a knight got there when only an eye had gotten gashed out. But that led to the next scene, which was probably the most intense of the episode. And what a way to end the scene! The, the episode basically was uh, that big throne room like scene. It's not a throne room; yeah, it's, it's like more like a halls, dining what hall. They call it, I think. Yeah. After the kids fight, this show with Rhaenyra and Alicent is really at its boiling point, and. Thank God Sir Kristen was only a sworn protector because if he really wanted to go and take out that kid's eye, that really would have stirred the pot a lot more and there would have been a lot more bloodshed. But it seemed like once Allison wanted to get an eye for an eye, Sir Kristen, it almost looked like leaped in to stop her, but maybe it was just for her own self I think it was preservation because he's not done with her. Like he's using her to get his motivations done as well as she is to him. So I think it's just because he's like, well, if she gets executed, then I don't have any power here. And it was a great scene. You know, Rainer finally saying, you know, finally they see you what you are hiding behind your dresses and your position, your titles and whatnot. I, th- I thought Rhaenyra totally called her out. Oh, yeah. And it was a great scene. Called on the carpet. Yeah. And finally, we're just left with, okay, so then she has that conversation with her husband, uh, Lainor. Yeah. And he comes to the realization, like, oh, my God, this kid's got broken nose. The other one's cut up. You've got a big gash down your arm. And... I should have been there for you. You deserve a good husband. And you could see it in Rhaenyra's face like, 
wow, you really want to patch things up, but this is not like the best time. I mean, you know, we've tried it for as long as we could and it just hasn't worked between us. And I think in a lot of ways, she was thinking, you deserve a good husband too. And you deserve to not have to live in secrecy. It was so beautiful secrecy. how she set him free. And that proposal that Sir Kristen Cole gave Rhaenyra of saying, we could just get some money, go to Essos and become nobody but with little amount of gold, we could be whoever we wanted. And I think that proposal stuck with her, and that's why she inevitably decided to do that for Lenore. But at first, when we thought she actually had him murdered during the monologue scene of her getting married to Damon, I actually thought that, you know, he actually was murdered and he actually was dead. And sure enough, Rhaenyra was another villain of this show. And I don't necessarily think that she is a hero. But she's definitely a gray character. I think pretty much every character in this show is a version of Very gray. Solid. Even more so than Game of Thrones was before it. There's plenty of Littlefinger-like characters. There's some Ramsey-like characters. There's not many Ned Stark. Even Ned Stark had sins, but there's, you know, he was one of the good ones. Right, Jon exactly. Snow. Or Sansa. Sansa, Arya. There's not many of those characters that Tyrion, most of the audience likes whereas even most of the audience or at least half of the audience of this show i feel like is conflicted on whether or not rhaenyra is actually a good guy or not right um i will say there's another character that i really enjoyed who did another calling out in this episode so corliss and rainice um those two are married they're right. valerians they were talking about how well lena wanted to come home and corliss says well damon made the choice he probably made the best choice and she basically calls out Corliss for saying, you're not thinking about your children. All you're thinking about is that Iron Throne and getting your name there. And all you've thought about is your title at the cost of our children. And she totally called his ass out. I love her. She's I, awesome. I really hope we get to see more of her. I don't she's, know if she's bad guy or good guy. I don't but know she <laughs> seems like she kind of reminds me of Cersei, Cersei. in some ways. Yes, yeah. where she is, out, she is in the game for her family. Now, right. Cersei was a little more into the throne than it seems like this character was. Rainies. Mm-hmm. She used to be in the throne, but she was denied, right? So, And I think she's gotten over it, and it's like she told Corliss, I was never seated she... on the throne, and I got over it. Or at least that's what she's telling that's us. That's what she's telling us. So my thought is just like, she told Corliss, like, hey, that was my opportunity. It wasn't yours, and I lost it, so you need to get over it. And I was like, holy shit, she just came out swinging. Right, yeah. I mean, I haven't read the books, so I do hope we get to see Lenor again, and maybe somehow he can contact his parents and say, hey, I actually, I am alive. Because if if not, if if they truly wouldn't understand him wanting to just run away and be happy, and they wouldn't let it happen, which they probably would fight him to tooth and nail. Right. But to just blame Rhaenyra for murder instead, I just think that's such a dumb way to get that conflict started when there's already conflict between Valerians and Targaryens. It just seems like Daemon has been more allied with House Valerion because he was married into House Valerion. And now right. that he's married to Rhaenyra, who... Corliss is not too fond of. It might damage that, might, that relationship. That might, exactly. So you're going to have Damon and Rhaenyra. You're going to have Corliss and Rhaenys. You're going to have Viserys and Alicent, uh, the High Towers, and whoever's loyal to those Targaryen children. 
So there's a lot of different factions going on here. It's like the Battle of the Five Kings, but they're all Targaryen or Valerion in this matter, with featuring some high towers. Right, exactly. You did get that nice little scene, like I said, with Lenor and Rhaenyra. Do you think they were more like friends than like married? Do you think there was any sort of romantic spark there whatsoever? I think they cared for each other very much because they looked out for one another over the years, but I don't think there was really a romantic spark between them. I think maybe at one point they tried, and maybe they were both attracted to one another in some sort of way, but I just don't think Lainor swings that way. Right. And so I think that it just was never meant to be. And after this big fight scene with the children and the aftermath in the hall and the slice on Rhaenyra's arm delivered from Alicent with a Valyrian steel blade. Do you think there's any sort of rekindling of Alicent and Rhaenyra's friendship? Absolutely not. I think None that, whatsoever. I think this was the last straw of a lot of straws that were piled on the camel's back. This was the last one that broke it. So I think at this point, they're going to be sworn enemies, and we're going to see Rhaenyra go one direction, and we're going to see Alicent go the complete opposite direction. And you can kind of understand both sides here, because in one way, Rhaenyra is supposed to be our protagonist, but she also lied on her mother's grave to Alicent's She's face not very about not sleeping with Damon. And Alicent had a major problem with that. Not only did Rhaenyra continuously do it, but she also slept around with whoever she wanted, it seemed like, and had children of whoever she wanted. And Alicent didn't like that either. And Rhaenyra just continued to lie and lie about it and protect herself and protect her children. And I think you're right. But I will say, I don't think there's 100% chance that we never get a scene between the two that is similar to the Theon Greyjoy and Jon Snow scene, I believe in season seven or eight. I can't remember of them in the Dragonstone throne room where Theon and Jon have a little bit of redemption for one another or at least john somewhat forgives you know he says i can't forgive you for everything but for what i can i do or some along those lines i wouldn't be surprised if both of these characters do in fact make it out alive in this show if there's some sort of scene like that between the two towards the end but you're right i mean blood has been spilled and i don't think there's any going back which brings me to the question of the day for the audience do you think that Rhaenyra and Damon are the most likable characters on the show, or do you think they're the most likable villains of the show? We have talked a great deal about how characters in this world are very different shades of gray, and I think that is very true in Damon's case, but also maybe Rhaenyra. I could be wrong, but that is why this is called Thrones Theory after all. But that will do it for today's video. Thank you so much for being here. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please feel free to be a part of it and jump down in the comments below. We'd love to hear your guys' thoughts, whether you liked the episode, th certain things that we maybe didn't point out or overlooked, don't, didn't go into a good enough detail for you, or things that stood out that you didn't like. Maybe you could point out some things that make us kind of scratch our chin and go like, you know what, you're right, maybe that didn't work out too well. Whatever you guys think, we'd love to hear from you. And please consider giving this video a like or subscribe to the channel as we do get to reach more listeners like you guys, which is what we're aiming to do. And that will do it for today. And until next time, my friends, Valer Magulis.